Welcome to the Abandoning Average podcast here for the aspiring Christian woman. There's a lot of self-doubt. Why am I not doing this? And then you're like, oh, well, because just because I'm afraid of it. There's also this norm of, well, why are you doing something different? I don't want you to be. People want for other people to look at them and say, oh, that person is successful. They put their mind to something and they did it. What happens most of the time is people start something and then it doesn't go anywhere. I think a lot of people aren't aware that they're actually like afraid to do something out of the ordinary. So then they don't do anything. By choosing to do something different, you are setting yourself apart. Fear of rejection, fear of anything is normal. It's what you do with it. Fundamentally, being different, doing something different isn't bad because God has given a purpose and that's what matters. I'm your host, Amanda Boardwine, and welcome to the journey to abandoning average. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Abandoning Average Podcast. Today, we are interviewing Mary Frances Carter, who is the founder of Paper Poppies Co., and I am just so excited to be able to share her with you because she is just such a light and such a joy, and I think you guys are going to really love her. Um, she focuses, her business focuses on ceramics and watercolor, all kinds of art. It's just so incredible. She does such a fantastic job and I know you're going to love her work and what she has to say about, you know, coming from an art artist perspective, a creator's perspective in business and having a Christian outlook in all of that. I am so excited to introduce you to her. And so without further ado, let's jump in. Ah, Mary Frances, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. So my first question is, um, and it's just a fun one. I like to break the ice a little bit and just have some fun, have some laughs. But um, if you could travel anywhere, where would it be and why? Mm, wow, that's a hard question. <laughs> so many places. I would love to go to Scandinavia. Really? But I also, yes, I just love their minimal, clean uh-huh. design but again like I could go to Greece or to there's a potter that I absolutely love in Bath England and I would love to just hop on a plane and go throw pottery with her so that is so I don't cool. know, lots of lots of places okay if you go to lots Greece of, can I come too <laughs> sure I mean <laughs> let's make it a call <laughs> everybody can come right um, so you mentioned, um, following this Potter, um, my next question was, you're obviously an artist and, um, what's your favorite form just right now? Like pottery, um, and what, what is it? I don't know that I could narrow it down to one because I pretty much do three watercolor and drawings and ceramics and they all kind of translate into the other so I'll watercolor something and then I'll sketch like the skeleton of that watercolor and that sketch will then be translated to my ceramics okay so it's all kind of a process it goes together <laughs> it goes together I don't sell or, or my ink that's more just a notebook study that I use then for the ceramics but wow I remember okay so there's one time um, I went to a friend's um, birthday party and they were doing like mm-hmm. a pottery um, kind of watercolor class um, on, on oh, wow. and stuff like that. 
and it was really yes. fun. And I was like, I'm going to draw a flower. And so I drew this flower on top of it. And the lady came by and she was like, don't know. And she did like this beautiful sweeping, like, <laughs> and everything. And she, I was like, but I'm going to bring flowers. Oh, that's <laughs> sad. She so should have left your art alone. I still have it. And every time I look at it, I'm like, well, I'm just not really good at this. <laughs> no, that's sad. <laughs> So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your whole journey, what we talked about the other day, just kind of um, where you've been, how you've gotten into doing what you're doing now. Yes. Um, so, I kind of compare it to a winding mountain road. It wasn't a very linear journey. <laughs> like, I went to art school, got the perfect internship, have my dream job now. So, if I start to ramble, it is because there are so many little so many venues in it. <laughs> Um, but I, I didn't really start calling myself an artist until recently, but I did always consider myself a creative. My mom had a cookie business, Mrs. Wharton's Paint Meat Cookies, and we all as a family pitched in. I would fold the brochures. My sister would put the labels on the um, icing cups. I think I made like a penny, two pennies per brochure, and I was like, woohoo, I make so much money. <laughs> um, and we would go to huge food shows with her and she would have large companies like Marriott approach her to do their children's baskets and just working on that together in that creative environment was always just so inspiring and exciting and like what's next what are we going to create together and even my extended family it was like that as well anytime we gather together as a family we would create something or do a project and out of those gatherings we started kind of a holiday quarterly market where everyone would sell their products and they would have a label and really their own brands, if you will. So <laughs> and just cool. the memory of coming together, making things to then share out into the world, just that joy has always stuck with me. And my mom was fantastic at seeking out mentors in our community who could come alongside my sisters and I in learning different life skills as well as like tatting which is lace making mocking sewing uh, crocheting knitting and a few other things and there was one year where I would go to my sewing mentor's house like six hours a day <laughs> and we would just she just had this passion to pass on to a younger generation what she had learned she was a luxury upholsterer for many, many years and just had this desire to, to share that with others and also passing on that passion of wanting to share it. I then started a young ladies sewing camp during the summer. It would be a couple weeks out of the summer and it was a sewing camp. We would do projects, we'd have like a little devotional in the morning and at the end the parents would gather together and grandparents or, and friends <laughs> and we do like a little fashion show and that was just such a joy to be able to come alongside those young ladies and share what my sewing mentor had shared with me and my sister and I worked on those together and it was also a way to support me through college and I would have loved to have gone to design school but I kind of started to believe that I couldn't support myself on art Mm -hmm. which is kind of ironic because I was supporting myself through college <laughs> doing art. It was really <laughs> happening. But, right. But I didn't. So I started to pursue nursing 
my mother is a nurse, and I absolutely loved the people connection, which was also a huge part in, in the sewing camps, in connecting with the mentors growing up. We did a ton of hospitality, and um, so I just wanted to help my, these patients in any way that I could, but I just felt like I was still missing, deeply missing that creativity that I had known my whole entire life, and just like, okay, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and during this time as well, I had been writing my uh, now husband letters back and forth, and that was just really sweet, and we were then married, and he was going off to finish his Master's of Divinity, and life just started kind of rolling at that point. The Lord gave us our two little ones. We have three now, but two little ones at the time, and so creating with them the way my mother had created with me was very important, and we would do just funky parties. Again, really doing a ton of hospitality and incorporating the fun aspects of creativity along with that hospitality was just such a, a joy as in a family. And once my husband finished, we kind of moved around a bit for different internships. And one of those was in Philadelphia. And I had a little bit more time. It was a new place. My kids were on the same nap schedule, which is like, woohoo. And so I studied interior design with the New York Institute of Art and Design, which is where I found watercolor. And I feel like at this moment, I should be like, dun, dun, dun. Um, because, because I just fell so in love with this art medium. It was just so expressive and amazing. And I was like, how have I never uh, painted? I, we had to watercolor our color values, our color schemes, and final room projects. So okay. seeing that every single day for quite a bit of time, I don't know the exact timeline there, but just doing it every day, giving people gifts. Um, if someone wanted a custom, I would just do it because, you know, you're doing it for friends and it was giving me great practice. Right. And then fast forward to another internship in the Silicon area, area uh, near San Francisco, California. I was like, okay, I love writing letters, love watercolor. I think I'm going to do a watercolor stationery business, but we had just been in you know, school and internships. And so there wasn't a lot of <laughs> startup money to launch this business, but I was able through a friend to sew her first, she owned a ethical clothing line called May Noel. So her first line of clothing and using that money, I was able to start up Paper Poppies Company where we did, I did like stationery and a lot of custom wedding invitations and if people wanted a one-off art piece a custom piece and I would do that as well and I could paint with my children and it was just something so wonderful and I mean god-given it was just amazing and to see that blossom and grow in such an organic way and and my goal for paper poppies was to study with other artists I I know that we always need to learn and life has its twists and turns and we just have to keep growing with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Lord's created us to keep growing. And so I used whatever um, revenue that I made from paper poppies 
to just funnel into what wasn't going into the business was going into helping me study under mm-hmm. other artists. So I would yeah. find an artist that I just really loved and I would go study with them. And there was one lady in particular, a, a well-known artist in California, which she asked me not to mention her name. So I will respect that for her. <laughs> not um, today, but it's okay. <laughs> yes, but she was so great and still even as well talks to me um, about like, how do I manage motherhood and art? And um, it's just been such a sweet, sweet mentor in my life. And I would go and paint with her, uh, I don't know, a couple hours every week. That's actually a lot more than just a couple hours, but (laughs) and she would just talk to me and while we're painting or drawing or sketching or whatever we were doing, she would just tell me about her journey and encourage me by saying like, Barefaces, you don't have to go to art school to be an artist. You just, and having been to art school herself, she's like, I learned most from just doing, from pursuing what I love and doing it every single day. And so I have, I've been watercoloring or painting or drawing or, or whatever. I've been doing that every single day. And now I'm kind of going through a rebrand where my watercolors are going on to the ceramic surface, which I'm so excited about because as much as I absolutely love a beautiful art piece, having something practical mm-hmm. <laughs> that you can um, use every day yeah. to make those little moments so special, whether it's a cup of coffee or a peanut butter jelly sandwich on a handmade plate, that is so special that it just, I want to share that with everyone. That's so, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of I am. <laughs> so, so I want to ask you a little bit. Um, so I know mm-hmm. a lot of like new business owners and stuff um, will try to go it alone, especially with funds, with the revenue that they're bringing in and everything. They're like, okay, I just got to keep pouring it into the business, into the business. And you don't really think about um, the fact that it is really good to have a mentor and everything. So I want to ask you, um, what are some of the things that like, what, what are some of the biggest things, like you mentioned being able to talk to somebody, but, um, what are mm-hmm. some of the biggest things that you've taken away that you've been like this, I needed this mentor in my life because of this. And like for anybody else who might be kind of trying to figure out how to do that, um, just some kind of encouragement for them. Yeah. I don't think that it necessarily has to be. Sure. Like say you're into sewing baby blankets. It doesn't necessarily have to be a seamstress. So they could help you in very practical ways. It could be a close friend. It could be a sister or brother or someone who is willing to encourage you and support you. And, and my husband's been a huge part of that too. Just pushing me on like you can do this. Um, so for <laughs> me personally so and for every, <laughs> they are, for every person it's, it's so different. Um, for me, I needed that encouragement to keep going and to not stop that what I had was something really good and that it was something that the Lord had given me that I needed to continue to develop and keep growing. Uh, I really didn't want to pour all of my money into the business and then not be growing myself. Like, because the business was an extension of something that I love doing, I personally needed to grow as well and still do. (laughs) So just continually learning. Um, So for anyone who is looking for a mentor, that might be something more practical, like maybe they need business mentoring or a certain skill mentoring. Find someone, ask them. And 
I think sometimes we're just afraid to ask. I know I have been and have missed a lot of opportunities by just not asking, but all I can say is no. And even though no hurts, at least you asked, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah. You never know the answer until you ask. So and it's always going to be no until you ask. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> um, I had another question too. Um, so there yeah. are just so many times that you start something at like the very, maybe the very beginning of your business or something like that, you start it mm-hmm. and that's the thing. And so a year later, you're still kind of clinging to that, but maybe you've grown to a point where it's time to switch your business up or maybe start something different or maybe bring on new people or something like that. You've got like <laughs> a change and a shift that kind of happens throughout your life, which you've seen a lot of. Um, and I think yeah. I, I've especially seen a lot of people um, get really stuck in that first thing that they started. And it's like, I can't let this go because this is like my baby and I don't want to change anything. I don't want it to change. Um, so what are some things like, what are some ways that you've learned throughout all of the change that you've been through? Like, what are some things that you've really um, been able to kind of rest on as there's more change coming ahead? Does that make sense? Yes. Um... For me, I don't know that I let it go as much as I just carried it over into something else. Just kind of morph it. So, right. Um, we as people, as I said earlier, like always change. So it seems a bit odd that we would um, not want to change. Um, I think there's a fear associated with like, oh no, if I change, then if it's an Instagram video, like I'll lose followers or, right. <laughs> and maybe, maybe you will, but then you'll start to see people who are passionate about what you're then currently sharing. And it will feel, I don't know, that sounds very subjective. No, <laughs> so it's, very it's real more authentic. Yeah. It's following who you, you are. Yeah. And you'll be able to um, share with them more honestly, as opposed to um, like, okay, I'm kind of, burn out uh, out of this and if you are like in a a larger business and you really uh, need to take on someone else and maybe there's a part of the process that you're burnt out on but there's another part of that same process where you're producing the same product per se maybe there's another part of the process that excites you more hire someone out or hire someone to do the part that doesn't that drains you more I mean there are always parts that you have to do that you don't like but if you're able to you know outsource that then do it because that will help you do what you love. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's just, I I see so many people that, that love what they're doing, but they get to a point where they're like, but I like this too. And I don't know how to incorporate it. And it's, and it's like what you said, you know, the people that are there for the, the real part of you are going to be there the whole time and there are going to be more people that join you along the way. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. Good stuff. And if you're doing it for other people, which you should, because we want to love others, mm-hmm. you know, as Christ has loved us and you, but if that's binding you to not pursue what talents or, or gifts you, you have, then, then you're not, yeah, authentically sharing. And <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, 
So let's get over into like the more creative space. Like that, that was like a lot of business stuff too, but I wanted to ask, um, as a creator, what are some ways that you kind of stick to, to stay true to who you are as a creator and to not, you know, to, to create things that are original or that are inspired or something like that? Like what are some ways that you're able to kind of stay true to that within the creative space? So like original pieces you're saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, when I started Paper Poppies, I stopped using Pinterest, which was like, why? (laughs) Because long-term memory can lock that in. And sadly, in our wonderful sharing world, we can also, um, we start to see where people copy. And that is really sad because someone's really worked hard and to come up with an idea or whatever. So um, my husband encouraged me in this way when I first started because I was like, oh, well, I need to just use Pinterest and to, to be inspired Good by ideas. other people. And <laughs> yes, and he said, no, you need to look at the world around you. So if you see a leaf that looks differently or if you see a flower, you need to see before you can create. And that was true. I started noticing things that I had never noticed before and come to appreciate them like wow like we have an incredible creator who made it who made all of these things and I get to enjoy them Mm. and share them and create being inspired by them and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't you know I read tons of books on different artists Um, my artist mentor said go to museums like see what you like you can a lot of people use the example of go into your closet and you will see what colors you like (laughs) based off of the clothing that you have or your home like what patterns are you drawn to what details do you like so for me I love indigo I love things that are classic and clean but have kind of a whimsical edge to them Mm -hmm. I love pattern in and texture probably from my sewing I don't know (laughs) and being able to like put those all into one that creates an original Amanda piece or an original Mary Frances you know or because you've gathered all of these ideas and um, things that you've seen and you bring it together into one thing and then it's like wow then you start to develop a style like because you start doing the same thing um yeah I love that. I love the, um, what your husband said about seeing before you create it. That's really cool. Yes. I like that. And he's very helpful because I tend to just want to jump in and be like, yes, let's do this right now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and whereas he's like, no, oh, you need to just enjoy the process mm-hmm. and slow down and do it well. And which I love something that is done well, which you can always tell you go into a store and you, buy a garment like was this made well and so he was he's definitely always encouraging that's great yeah Um, and to get out yeah go see the street (laughs) yes so do you have um like a couple favorite museums or anything like that in your area that you've been to I well I live in Hickory North Carolina and we have a fantastic art museum here it is a small art museum, but well curated for this small little town. I was very impressed when I first walked in. I love the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. That was something that always inspired me. Um, the Met. <laughs> yes, you should. The Met 
when we came across, when we were moving back to North Carolina from California, we drove across country and we just stopped at major cities and would go to the museums. So <laughs> there are okay. definitely a smattering of different museums that inspired me. But yes, even if there's a local art gallery, like don't don't eliminate the little art galleries. Yeah. You will find things that you will love and maybe you won't create pieces. There are a lot of folk artists here, which I, I do really love folk art. <laughs> um, the <laughs> vibrant colors and just the quirkiness. It's just fantastic to see that come out. Um, but maybe it's not something that you would personally create, but just seeing how other people created it and getting to know other creatives and how they do their work. And right. So one more question along the creative line <laughs> is that, yeah. um, so as you're like, so you're not going to Pinterest, you're not doing these things like online and, and kind of getting ideas from those areas. So what are some ways that you do that? Like getting outside, do you go to a park? Do you go like, where, where are some places that you have really found? Like it just kind of gets your creative juices flowing. I get, I'm very old school. <laughs> I go to the library oh, wow. um, and I literally gather a, as many library books that just catch my eye and they're on a wide difference. I have some on floral arranging, some okay. on um, depression glass, some on trains for my son and you know like just uh -huh. seeing those things and um, <clears throat> just studying for me I, I'm very like I enjoy the social interaction. So for me, studying with people uh -huh. has been really key. So looking for opportunities to take classes. I know they have a plethora of online classes that you can learn and grow. Um, I think Skillshare is a place yes. as well as. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of opportunities today to learn. It's just our job to find them and to learn from them. Yeah. I never would have thought library. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I have all the now. <laughs> Old lady here. <laughs> when you go, when you go pick out these books, I'm, I mean, I'm like, I'm like mind blown. So when you go pick out these books, are they like light, like real um, pictures or do you pick out things like other artists have drawn or like what, what kind of books? Um, like I said, they're very random. Like, so some okay. are art books on a certain artist. Some okay. are on okay. so design because I've been caught by someone. Um, I am very curious even to read about other ceramic artists and how they go about uh -huh. since that's something very new to me. Now I'm very curious on, but it's more on the form and the shape and the techniques of throwing because I just practice doing my art every day um, on my own as well. So, and, and I have, I should definitely clarify that I have since gotten back on Pinterest because in moving, it's just such a great way to sure. organize my thoughts for um, designing our home. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I was like, Pinterest is a lifesaver when you're moving. Like, yes. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is fantastic. I just wanted to be very careful there in the beginning, especially with something as fluid, if you will, <laughs> as watercolor, um, yeah. something that a lot of people are doing. And um, just being, wanting to be careful and respect other people's, uh, work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's very respectful of like you too. Like that's, that's incredible. I'm very impressed. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no um, I just wouldn't want someone to do that to me. I, 
<laughs> um, so I want to ask where can people find you if you have a website, but then also how can they follow along? Like maybe that's Instagram or any of those places. Where's, where's mm -hmm. the best place for people to connect? Yes. Well, right now I'm on Instagram under the paper poppies co at Instagram anyway, or you can email me if you have any other questions, paper poppies co at Gmail. I'm currently under a rebrand. So that name will be swapping soon. Sadly, okay. it's been a good name for the past four years. I have to ask, can you share um, anything about mm -hmm. this rebrand? No? <laughs> well, I know that it will, it will, it will include the ceramics and art. It will be more one-off art pieces and art collections. Okay. Um, and really focusing on everyday art and the hospitality. So that would include the ceramics with the classic so blue cool. and white. Um, so right now we're doing, or I, I say we as in my husband and I working together, but um, I'm just doing one-off collection releases on Instagram for the pottery ceramics. The website should be launching sometime in the summer so i don't have an exact date yet and okay. i'm excited um, all the people will be so yes you can <laughs> yes i am going to start doing some live watercolor paintings actually starting this saturday at eight o'clock oh, cool. eastern standard time if anybody wants to tune in ah, um yes <laughs> you should come um so yes that's where to find me ah so cool so cool okay so my last question i ask everybody this so <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> but um, what does the average mean to you? I want to answer this very carefully because I think it's a great name. Um, abandoning average to me sometimes means embracing average and making it incredibly special. So, like I mentioned before, the peanut butter jelly, the cup of coffee, or you know, we're abandoning the average by pursuing those small things to make them great things mm -hmm. and to make them special. Pursuing them for the glory of God. Uh, thank you so so much for this whole thing. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for sharing. Oh, no, thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode. I love the tidbits and wisdom that Mary Frances had to share, and I hope you did too. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I'll give you a special shout out if you do. And I'm so excited to be able to see you guys next week with another episode. You guys have a great week.